What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to say I hope you and all your loved ones are safe right now. Thank you guys for listening to the show and tuning into the show every week. I appreciate y'all so much for being on this journey with me. And also, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, please leave a comment. Let other people know what you think. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Mike Brown. Start and let me go. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is the art of letting go. Today, I have a special guest in the building, and you know what? What makes this this episode even more special is because you know we have history, and our history goes back to Xavier. And you were my public speaking teacher. And I didn't Great. fuck with public speaking at that time because I used to be nervous talking and sweating and just all kind of stuff. And now to fast forward to now having a podcast, like. Incredible. Yeah. So th- this is a product of your work. So I hope you, I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope I'm serving justice to what you taught, man. I wow. really do. You just made that really deep, and I will take it because <laughs> um, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, that are not watching this, I do not look as old as that story no, no. probably creates. <laughs> Let's be clear, all right? Please go Google me today, all right? <laughs> but, bro, oh, I'm, so, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you and many of your colleagues, you know. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, you guys are, are really amazing, and and it inspires me. It inspires me. Well, we we had amazing people like you guiding us, so I appreciate you as well. Can you let the people know who you are, though? Because you are you are more than a speech teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll take it as I can get it. But uh, my name is Berkeley, the artist, and I am a I am a fine artist. Um, which means that I, I am a lot of different styles of art, from writing to speaking to singing. I'm a singer and songwriter, actor, creator, teacher, servant. And um, I'm just present right now. And I'm grateful to be here with you and with your wonderful audience because I love to talk about good things. And... Um, Every experience we've ever had together, the, the vibe has been so positive. Yes. And I'm, I'm excited for it to continue to, um, to enhance in its positivity. So thank you for having me, bro. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you being on. Before we get started, I wanted to bring mm-hmm. me, you, and the listeners all in the same space. So if we all okay. can take three breaths together, um, you can keep sure. your eyes open or you can close them. And I'll okay. guide us through. We're going to breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. We're going to take one more breath in and let it go.
Man, great. thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for leading us. Absolutely. Man, how are you doing today? I am so awesome, bro. I uh, Today I decided, I do this sometimes, but I was diligent about it, to make a list <clears throat> of all of the things that I wanted to finish, accomplish today. So I have a list about one, two, maybe 18 things on my bookshelf over there. And as I do them, I scratch them out. And it gives me this great sense of um, accomplishment and um, sequence. You know, I'm a Capricorn. Because I'm an artist, I'm open-minded and open-spirited, but my nature is methodology. Like, okay. I need to, I like, I like to know where something began. I don't have to know where it ends, but I need to be able to trace it back. Yeah. To, you know, I'm, I, I like patterns. I see them quickly. So um, this has been helpful for me because, as you know, bro, like we're at home. It's really easy to get lost in procrastination. Um, yeah. Just, just as well as it's easy to jump back into the, the toxic workflow. So that balance, finding yeah. that balance. I appreciate you sharing that because uh, in the beginning of this, you know, school was out and I felt like, okay, I have all this time. So I just got to work, 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 grind, grind, grind. And <laughs> I found myself just not feeling it, you know, like I just didn't feel it because I wasn't, initially I wasn't in the mindset of me being in the pandemic with everybody else. I just saw myself as super creative, ready to just have all this yeah. time. And, the, and when I took a step back, I recognized like, oh, I'm going through this as well with everybody. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And and in the man, beginning, I, I felt a little worthless. I did because I wasn't doing nothing. So I, I was like, man, like, what, <laughs> what am I doing? But yeah. I've been finding that space to just be. Um, how has it been for you, though? And I ask that because, you know, people and people may know, people may not know, but just from what I've mm -hmm. seen that you do as far as like just with music and just the rise that, that you are creating and now for things to just be completely shut down, like how has that been for you? It's been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's been wonderful. I, I'm so happy, bro. I am yeah. so happy to have spent time unplugged not only from the the external current outside yeah. of my house and my mind but i'm happy that i have been able to unplug from the internal current as well the thoughts the concerns the all summed up as the ego uh i'm so happy to have been placed in a situation to unplug from that Man. so for me this is wonderful and i've made a lot of decisions about what i will not go back to you know what i'm saying like i will always be a person that is going to speak and be able to talk to people or sing to people or perform and create that's always going to be 
but the way that it feeds me is now different. Yeah. You know, it feeds me very differently. And um, I don't have a desire to chase a thing Whew. anymore. I have no desire. You speaking no, to me right now. I have no desire. So, and you know, you're you're still in LA. So on top of, <laughs> I keep laughing because I understand. Yeah. Because on top of, on top of just, quote, surviving in this time, you are also inside the matrix of Los Angeles. And the philosophy there is if, I can't sleep. I can't rest. I got to work. I got to create. There's something I could be doing. I don't want to be lazy. People are passing me up. Whether we you subscribe to it or not, you're in it. I know because I was in it, you know, and in many cases, I did subscribe to it. Uh, But to be freed from that philosophy has made me look younger and has (laughs) (laughs) and has made me genuinely happier and have more because I'm not focusing on what I don't have. So, you know, I'm good. I'm grateful. Where we are is where we're supposed to be. And I'm following God's leadership in my life. And um, I trust him with my life. And so everything is good. Everything is good for me. And I I appreciate you sharing that because I was going to ask you, you know, mm-hmm. how does it feel being back in New Orleans as opposed to being in L.A.? Because I'm sure, like, the, the pace and the energy just feels different. Because yeah. you, you hit it right on the head. Like, L.A. is that gotta, gotta go, gotta go. And, you know, New Orleans is very relaxed. So I guess you probably you probably have the a opposite. hybrid of, of both. Like, Yo, I'm floating, okay? Yeah. Like, I am floating right in the middle of that. Yeah. And um, it feels nice. You know, when I first when it was first put on my heart to come back to New Orleans, I just didn't really fight it. Yeah. And I know that that's something that when you live in the entertainment industry or in LA, New York, Paris, wherever you may be, like you, if you do that whole thing where you like move to the city of the dream and where the dreams are quote made and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes in the, not sometimes, constantly ticking in your head is I can't go home. Constantly. It's always, it's incessant. It's like, I can't go home. I'm going to, if I go home, it means I'm a failure. So much so that when people leave the towns like that, people that you are close to and that you are friends with and you spend a lot of time with, they literally like delete you because one, they feel, I believe, afraid of the reality of, oh, I could go home too. And if they see that in their friend, they're like, whoa, I don't want that to happen to me. And two, there's that messaging that says, if you leave here, you gave up on your dream. <laughs> if you, there's, that, there's that message that is there. Um, and, and nobody wants to have the same midnight train to Georgia. I mean, I remember when I first moved to L.A., I would not listen to that song if it came on the radio because I was like, I was like, that ain't going to be me. That ain't going to be me. Oh, he's leaving. Um, that wasn't, I, 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 so much so that 
when it would come on, I would turn it off. If I were in the grocery store, I would think it was a sign, right? Man. And recently, recently I was in the grocery store here and it started playing and I started singing, <laughs> singing along. Cause for the first time, I wasn't afraid to even hear that song. Yeah. Because I did not feel like it applied to me. I did not feel like I lost anything or I failed. I feel like any uh, primitive animal uh, that knows when the watering hole has dried up, it's time to move to another location. There's like no announcement made. There's no press conference. The animals know like, you know what? The rain is, is gonna dry up here. We have to move to another place where there's water and where there's food for our survival. And the watering hole for me in Los Angeles had dried up. Yeah. There was nothing more that I wanted or really needed for that time period. And I needed to come home. I needed to be in a space where I took off some of the dirt that I picked up. Yeah. Um, and I needed to place myself in the, in the soil you know, that I grew up in so I can remember some things and deposit some things to the people here that gave me the opportunity to be great somewhere else. It came Man. from the people here. So I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. I mean, yeah. when, the, when, the, when the rains, you know, decrease and it's time to move, you may see me back in LA. You may see me in, in, in San Francisco. You may see me in Milan, I don't know. I'm going with the um, the movement of of the spirit, and man, that's basically that's how that what works for me. I understand it's not like that for everyone, but that's how it has worked for me. How do you feel like you got to that point though? Like to to be okay <laughs> with because I you know I know we all live in that space. Like you said, like everything you're saying is so spot on. With like I'm not going home. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But how yeah. do you become okay? like comfortable with knowing if I go home, that doesn't mean that's the end of the story. I can only give it to you in honesty. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say that. Um, when you accept that your life and your dreams and your desires and your skill and ability do not belong to you. When you have an understanding that your intellect and your potential, it does not belong to you. You didn't even give it to yourself. It was gifted to you. And that the owner of those gifts gave you those things to be used at the owner's desire and will. And because the owner is so wonderful and kind and patient, the owner even allows us to take some of our gifts and spend it in places that are not effective or or fruitful at all because of the patience that the owner has for us but i came to a place where i realized that the owner was saying to me i need my gifts back because i need and you are the person that holds them i need there's a job to be done will you deny or will you reply with a yes and i reply with a yes i literally felt like God said to me, I've given you everything that you asked for, which is true. I came to Hollywood and I did very well. All right, you know, it was really a, a wonderful ride. I really enjoyed it. And I moved, quote, up. 
very quickly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I wasn't out like trying to let me get in. It literally, it was like a wave. Like it just came under me and lifted me up. And I understand that that was God's favor in my life. Um, no matter what I was doing. Cause I wasn't like, I want to be clear about this. Like, you know, I, I grew up um, in church. My father's a pastor. I'm a Christian, but I am not like a typical Christian type of person like that you would think, you know, you probably will catch me doing a lot of things that everyday people do, which I think a Christian should be like an everyday Absolutely, person. Absolutely, yeah. But that's just my that's just my opinion, and that's just my experience. So I don't want to paint the picture like I'm so in tune with God on this very religious thing. It's not even that. It's more of it's just my relationship is really intimate with God, so I can hear when God is whispering. And I think when your relationship is not so close, God sometimes has to scream and holler and slam doors to get your attention because you're not used to hearing that whisper because you're so far away outside of the relationship that you don't really hear the nuances that are nonverbals. Like I felt in my heart, there was this, there was this mood that kept coming back, this vibe that came over me that was like, I've given you everything that you've asked for. You asked that it would go this way. I've given it to you. You've asked. And now I need you to come and do something for me because it's a relationship. Like, that's the thing. It's like a, uh, your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife. Like, yeah, if your husband, your wife is balling out of control and like they're the person that is like the financial resource in your relationship, they have like the surplus of money, then money for them is easy. So like you shouldn't have to struggle because it's easy for them and you're in a partnership and they whatever you need it's like here take it use the car you don't have no there's no minimum blah 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 do what you want to do you benefit that but then that same partner might have a deficiency in articulating feelings mm-hmm. but you but you have like this this great ability to uh translate feelings and share them vulnerably and be transparent and they, if they say to you in a whisper, like, I need your help, I need you to help me, then I just feel it's only fair that I just say, you know what, for seven straight years, you have been holding me down. Yeah. What? Let me give you, and I heard specifically, I need you to come home and be a servant for a year. Wow. I need you to be a servant. Like, I don't need you to be popular and famous. That's going to happen because that's your personality. But I don't need you to go and seek after that. Yeah. I don't need you to, like, I'm going to do that for you. Chill out on that. I need you to just, like, spend some time with me. Serve other people. Because your presence alone serves other people. It's not just, let me go feed the homeless. That right. could be less effective. What might be more effective is that people in your family see you because you come to their house to say hi. And that one action makes them feel like they invested in you and you love them back. And they may have needed that one thing. So I had to take a break from my dream and fulfill my purpose. Yeah. And um that's real. T- that's so yeah. real. 
So it was not hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I And I prayed a very specific prayer. I have to say this because I want people to be helped. Please do. I, yeah. I said this, you know, when I got the clarity that I was to come home, I said this prayer. I said, okay, God, that was my yes. Like my yes wasn't like, yes, like it wasn't all churchy. Like, yes, God, it wasn't, I don't, I don't really have that. It's not really me. Um, I was like, I said, okay, that was my, that was my answer. Right. My, that was me. I was like, okay, 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 cool, cool. That's my yes. Here, here's something that I really need to do your will well. First of all, I need my transition from LA to New Orleans to be easy and seamless. Not just the logistics of the location, but just I need to move into a, a certain type of place that I want to live in. I need to financially, I, I can't come to New Orleans and, and do less than what I did, did in LA. I have to be, I want to be doing more, you know, I want to make right. more. I want to have more value. You know, I want to have more earning potential. Um, I want it to be seamless. Um, and the second thing was, I was like, you have to supply me with a, a tribe at home that I don't just get depressed because I miss the type of life, the type of friendships, the type of dynamic that I have in LA because I love living in LA. In LA. I'm not one of those people that became destitute and had to leave or anything. I yeah. was one of those people that I was like, okay, it's time to go. Like we're in the fifth season of the Cosby show. No need to go to the sixth. Let's end on the top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I was... I was um I was in that space. So when I tell you my transition was ridiculously easy. It's like I bat my eyes and I had a home. I bat my eyes and I was offered a professor um position at Loyola University. I didn't even wow. apply. I didn't even apply for the job. And the 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 position that I teach in is a professor of popular and commercial music. So what I really teach is I just teach what I did in LA. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I teach. I literally talk about. I talk about you know the vocal recording process and the trends in Beyonce's songs and the form and why Kanye West's album is on the top of the gospel charts and then why did it take so long for it to get up? I'm literally doing what I do. Yeah, and they pay me, and they're like. Oh yeah, by the way, this is a, a, a working artist position. So when you need to go on tour, when you need to travel, just let us know and we'll sub, we'll get you subbed. Yeah, that's my job. Wow. That's my job. So I love it. And I work with these 18, 19, 21 year olds that are coming into the music industry and they're learning and I'm like teaching them how to sing it and perform it and record it and write it um so it's a blessing dude and my family and my friends here i don't feel like i'm i lost anything i gained so much i've been able to help and support so when you get out your way yeah just get out the way 
Like, throw your plans in the air. Throw your plans in the air. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Man, and, and it's it's so crazy to hear you saying all that because, uh, like, just being at home, for me, has been bringing up a lot. Being at home, like, where I live in L.A. Yeah. And it's put me in the place where it's like it's time for me to live by myself and it's time for me to move out and it's parts of me that have been afraid of that but it's also parts of me that are like no just follow it and just trust it and just yeah. see what happens you're gonna land you ain't you ain't fail yet yeah so just keep going let me ask you a question so yes what, what are the benefits of you living alone um peace really just having my own peace um like I, I have a way that I like to live and just freedom, you know what I mean? Like I won't be in my space worried about if I'm being too loud or if I'm, yeah, you know. So do you believe um, that the universe, the universe's desire for you is to be at your best? Absolutely. I do. Right. And that's Absolutely. that's why that's why the move is being made because Yeah. That's I, I know what it's gonna open up and free up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's the thing to reflect on, bro. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, there's a scripture that I think about all the time and this is um um that's this man of now. I gotta go through it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, what I say that all the time. My dad made us learn that one morning before we ate breakfast. I mean, I swear that that's some form of child abuse, but I'm glad that he did. Like, he's like, learn this scripture before you eat. Um, but I'm so glad he did because that has carried me. When you reflect on the law, in this case, the law of the universe, the spiritual laws, when you reflect, you know, here's a spiritual law, um, planting and, and harvesting. That's a spiritual law. No human being can change that. If you yeah. put a seed into the ground, the sun, the water, the dirt, it's going to make it grow. And not only will it grow one seed back, it grows back multiple seeds. Like that's a universal law that none of us can, we cannot, you know, we can't, we can't change it, right? When we reflect on those type of laws, the law, the like for instance, the tide, the tide comes in, the tide goes out. We can't change that. When you reflect on those natural spiritual laws, then all of a sudden, Everything that you do will prosper in your season and nothing is going to wither about it. Nothing is going to decay about it. But if you, if you are focused on the outcomes, then you will miss the natural progression of the spiritual law that you are a part of. You're, you're, you understand like, wait a minute, I'm not just the observer. I am a, a participant, just like right. you mentioned at the, the beginning of this podcast. 
about you feeling as an observer of the the pandemic and then realizing, wait a minute, I'm involved in this. It has an effect on me. I'm having an effect on something else symbiotically as well. So when we reflect like on the spiritual laws, I remember Lauren Hill had that. Lauren Hill said that in one of her songs, she says, now, um, who do you think, why do you think you get applause to live above the spiritual laws? It's on one of those songs that I I remember thinking to myself, wow, it's called Superstar. She was like, nobody can live above the spiritual laws. Just because you get an applause, just because the world has claimed you to fame, to fortune, to beauty, to wisdom, no one can live above the spiritual laws. So I have been spending time reflecting on the spiritual laws. And Man. as I reflect on them, and that's for my people that may not feel like they want to hear anything about God. It's not even about that. It's about yeah. the spiritual law at work. Whatever you call that, I call that God. You might call it the universe. You might call it love. You might call it light. You might call it high frequency, Buddha, whatever you call it. You and I both know, we don't know what day we're going to die. That's a spiritual law. You didn't know, you didn't pick what day you wanted to be born. Your parents couldn't even, your parents couldn't even do that. If you reflect on the spiritual laws, everything you do, bro, is going to prosper. Simple. Yeah. Simple. That's deep, man. Um, and it, it, as you were talking and as you were speaking, like one thing that came up for me to ask you was like, what advice would you have for creatives out here in Los Angeles? Because I feel like just the wave and the, the level that you're thinking on, I think a lot of people are not creating in that that space of purpose or moving in that, that space of purpose in the way that, that you are. So I would love to hear like just what advice you would give to somebody. I would say this, which I say often, the reason why you are there is because you know that you have something different. You never would have came if you didn't know you didn't have something different. You know you have something powerful. You know you have something that's beyond natural. And you not only know that you have it, you believe that you have it, that you can go against all the odds. You're willing to put your life, your family, everything on hold to gather that. Well, great. That's a great starting point. Here's what I want you to do, though. I want you to surrender that power in energy, whatever you call it. Whatever it is that you have, I want you to surrender it back to the owner. Because, see, if you're not willing to do that, then there's no point in even talking about what's after that. Yeah. And that, and that, and truthfully, not just there, everywhere, like in the world, because I know I have, I have been this person. And I still have to work through um, my ignorance and my ego to get out of that space at times where it's like, wait a minute. Let me surrender this back to the owner and get instructions on what to do next. Because, see, the owner may say, you know what? After you surrender it, 
you know what? Here, take it back. Do whatever you want to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Because because the owner will then see like you will not misuse it. Because you thought it's like having a genie in a bottle and, you, and the genie comes out, it's like, what what is what is your wish? Your wish is my command. And you say to the genie, Well, what do you want? Genie mind gonna be like, You ain't never had a friend never. <laughs> Genie's gonna be like, yo, hold up, this one is different. And Genie may give you some wisdom or some insight because you were willing to not be selfish with that power and just go after what you think. Because even your own thought, like you can say, well, I just want to, I want to be famous because I want to help everybody. Well, here's the thought. You may be more instrumental and effective in the world by being a teacher in the classroom. Absolutely. You might, you know, so, so like be honest, be honest with what you ask, with what you ask. If you want, because I, I'm just honest, like, I'm like, you know what, Lord, I want to be rich. I want to be filthy rich <laughs> because I want to experience what it is to be able to just have money and not have to wait on anybody. I want to know what it is to have that kind of power. I want to experience that. I believe that if you ask that with sincerity, you will get it. But I also believe that when you get it, either you will find a wisdom that says, I know how to use this effectively. And effectively doesn't mean make more, by the way. Right. Um, or you may find out, like, I don't really want this. I mean, we see this story time and time again from people that are famous and rich. And they get to a point and they're just like, ugh. How many more stories do you need to see? Right. Like, it's something else. So my question, answering your question, what would I tell a creator? You don't own your creativity. So why are you acting like you got to come up with the plan? You don't own this. You don't own this. Like, get, like that's, that's the issue right there. You think you own it. And because you, because the creator is so kind and loving and gracious, creator going to let you feel like you own it until you learn the really valuable lesson that I gave it to you as a gift. As a gift, because I have so much of it, I was able <laughs> to just give you some of it as a gift. I don't need you to go out and help the world. Right. I made the world. It's a gift. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. That's that's so important. And I, like I said, I appreciate everything that you're sharing right now because I did get to a point where I didn't enjoy creating being out here in LA is because it 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 was becoming I, I felt like I was chasing something as opposed to just really creating what I felt within my spirit and going back to it like everything you say like it's it's so crazy to me these episodes that I've been recording during the quarantine because I feel so connected to everybody that I've recorded with and you know I think what really brought me back to music was teaching, working with kids. Mm -hmm. And 
feeling the freedom that they felt and just learning and learning from them. And like now, you know, I hadn't, to be honest with you, I hadn't been making beats in like the last year. I hadn't been writing in like the last year, hadn't been doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And during this quarantine, I got a little inspired. Like initially I was trying to force it. And I told myself, you know what? If you feel it cool, if you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. And in the last week I started feeling it, started just making it for me, not for, oh, I got to put this out. Or I got to, mm-hmm. I just wanted to just see how I felt. Cause that's how I'm able to interpret my feelings through sound. Right. Mm-hmm. And now things are starting to come my way. People have been asking me to write for things. People have been asking mm-hmm. me to make beats for this and do music for that. And it's like, wow, me giving up that pursuit and that chase has now brought it back to me. Mm. There's so many um, contexts to look at that because we've heard this in stories in literature, in sacred texts, that when you give up that pursuit for the thing and you just take the journey, then you always arrive <laughs> to to the treasure. It's it's like it's the same story in so many different forms. Yeah, you know, I I always tell people in LA, it seems like everybody's trying to go through this one door to make it. And for me, I think I was trying to fit through that door. And once I walked away from the door, I started finding the tools to start building my own door. Yeah. And walking through that, build my own house. Yeah. So isn't it interesting that because you're talking about the most brilliant people in the world. Like, I feel like creatives are artisans are the most brilliant people in the world um, because we can see what is not physically there. Yeah, absolutely. We, we're naturally, we naturally operate in faith. Like, yeah. You know, like, okay, cool. I have this beat in my head. Like, when you think, when you break that down, like, you have a beat in your head. You have a beat in your head, and then you took it, you made it into a sound. It had a sequence. It had a vibe. Then you put it into some production format, and it came out on the other end as an actual product. What? Yeah. That's, that's, you're, we're already on something. So, for the emotion incredibly the most incredibly um brilliant people in the world to all converge in one spot there, there's a lot to break down here it's it goes back to that watering hole thing yeah the animals know where to go there's no sign there's no gps there's no siri they know where to go so it's a reason okay all of the artists keep converging in the same spot okay something must be happening in this spot all right so let that's the first thing something must be happening in this spot there's some vortex there's some some magnetic pool Hmm. there's something because everybody from around the entire globe keeps coming to this spot to la to new york no one is in paris and saying i want to take my music to the world and going to Italy or Cape Town 
they're coming to Los Angeles or they're coming to New York. So these places obviously are attracting the most intelligent faith walking people on the planet. Right. So deal with that. Like you could sit down on that for days. Now, here's the second thing. They all seem to lose themselves in order to get through the doors at these two places. You mean to tell me I was called from the outback in Australia as myself to this place. And in order to come through the door of this place, I have to lose elements of what what I am. That's the next thing to consider. But then let's talk about the people that have made it in the door. Yeah. There, There seems to be people that have made it in the door that get all the way up this ladder and then they decide they don't want to be a part of it anymore. We keep seeing this story over and over and over. And then they keep saying the same thing. I will, I'll work there, but I don't want to live there. <laughs> I'll come there. Like I, again, I'm a Capricorn. So I look for patterns. I look for a s- sequence and I'm like, wait a minute. And so now when I watch TV right here in my little New Orleans home, so different, you know, I'm the most dressed up person in many situations in LA. You go to the grocery store, you got to look like somebody. I mean, I get it. I'm not mad at it, but people are just being people over here. Like they're not even, they're not even like impressed with your life because you're famous. Yeah. They're not, and I and I love that. They're not impressed with it. They're like, okay, can you cook red beans and rice? Like, right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you a? Listen, we have our amount of of of, of fuckery over here as well, but it's a it's a different desire that I want that they want from yeah. from you. It's it's different, and so I'm I look at TV now, and I'm watching like the shows, the television shows. And I'm watching like. TMZ and entertainment tonight and all these things. And I know how everything works now because I was a part of this. Like I know how it works and I'm listening to Wendy Williams talk and all these other people and people around me are like, Oh my God, did you hear they did this? And I'm sitting there like, this is a lie. This is a lie. Yeah. This is, this is propaganda, but for people at home, for a lot of people, it's just a fantasy. They have no desire to go and chase it. Yeah. So for them, when they turn it off, it's off. But when you live in that fantasy, you were supposed to go there and be a spy. You became a citizen. And that's one of the things that I had to I had to <laughs> get, get my mind right. Like, wait a minute. This is not my home. I don't have citizenship here. It's not about LA. It's about that spirit that controls that space. Yeah. Cause it that's why people are flocking from all over the world because it's a spiritual pull that's so powerful that it calls even the greatest faith walkers there. And let's talk about the percentage rate of people that have given up 
years of their families' lives, relationships with their parents, their children, their siblings, their churches, their synagogues, their mosques. They've given up so much to get this thing. And how many of them actually achieve it? Man. But how many of them die along the way? And how much has been broken because they, the light of their community, they, the fuel of their community, they, the fire of their community, left to go get doused. And then they come back jaded, beat down, and they have nothing left to give to the people and to the soil that raised them. I didn't want that for my life. Yeah. So I had to come back while I had a chance, while I still have the fire in me. Yeah. To make to make a difference. And when it's time for me to go and come back there to do whatever the next step is or wherever I go, I'll do that. But I now no longer believe that being there will make anything different from being where I am. Because I agree with that for sure. I do. Cause uh you know, I felt like that too moving here. And and now that I shoot this year, will make 10 years that I've been here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's my final stop in place. Like it definitely doesn't feel like I'll be here forever, but mm-hmm. with what I'm doing right now, it does feel like the place that I need to be. Mm-hmm. And it's because yeah. my, my journey has shifted. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't being on the radio, getting a Grammy doing this. Now it's like, what am I doing in these schools? What am I doing in my community? What am I doing with my loved ones here? What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you, man. I mean, you're doing- I appreciate that. <laughs> you're doing so awesome, bro. And keep, my, my piece of the pie is one ingredient. It is very important, but it's very insignificant. I, I see myself as that. You know, one particle can fly by a fire and do nothing, that same particle can fly by a fire and catch a flame and cause a forest. To... So it, my, my component that I bring to the table is minimal and it's great. But I, I'm grateful to see some of the fruit yeah. that I help in the process. I may not have planted the seed, I may have watered it or clipped it pruned it whatever the case is but i see that you know you you're you're proof of one of my fruits that has absolutely has done well bro so i appreciate that i really do yeah man keep growing keep growing yeah thank you yeah That, that means a lot man um before we finish out though i have one question yeah that i ask all my guests and um I would like to know what is one lesson or piece of advice that you've gained on your journey that you can give to the listeners? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if the opportunity is presented, if the opportunity is presented, you are ready. Not if you go seek the opportunity, but if the opportunity is put into your lap, into your hands, you are ready. You are ready. 
you're ready. So that's what I would say. Man. Yeah. Berkeley, where can the people find you? Man, you can find me anywhere, really. Um, BerkeleyTheArtist.com and um, Instagram, BerkeleyTheArtist, Facebook, BerkeleyTheArtist. And I have an album out right now. It's an EP. I hope that you'll listen to it. It's called Capricorn Okay. by Berkeley the Artist. It's on um, Spotify, Tidal, all of those spots, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Um, give it a listen. I, I Give it a listen. I'm not going to sell it. I'll just tell you, like, give it a listen. Give me 11 minutes. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I think just from everything that you, you shared here, I think you sold it to us already. I, I think wow. we sold on it already. For real. I'm glad. I think it'll be, it's, it's going to be good. Good for you. Good for the earth. Good for the world. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. Berkeley, I thank you so much for coming through today. Every time, Mike. Anytime. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Of course. Thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Also, you can send me an email, theartoflettinggopodcast at gmail.com. Or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 213-394-2773. Also, if you would like to support The Art of Letting Go, we got some really cool merch. As well as, we're now on Patreon. You can find us, The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Subscribe to us. Thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go.